Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, December 7th, and this is your FT News Briefing. There's a rally in the UK and EU markets for carbon allowances. Germany's new coalition government has ambitious climate goals. Plus, academics want more data to find out further about the social harms that Facebook may be causing. But Facebook won't always cough it up. And as one academic said to me, the most shocking thing that came out of Francis Haugen's revelations were how much Facebook is able to hide. We'll talk about this with the FT's European technology correspondent, Matamita Mergia. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Carbon allowances traded on UK and EU markets were near a record high of more than £75 per tonne last week. The rally is due in part to the renewed focus on emissions after the big UN climate summit in Glasgow. The global energy crunch is also pushing up prices. Europe's gas shortage is prompting some energy producers to switch to coal, so they need to buy more allowances to offset the extra emissions they're creating. Prices have become so high, a mechanism has kicked in requiring UK lawmakers to decide whether they should intervene. The government says it'll make that decision by next Tuesday. Tomorrow, Germany's parliament is expected to elect Olaf Scholz as the country's next chancellor. He'll lead a coalition that will take over after Angela Merkel's 16-year reign. The country's political parties spent nearly two months hammering out an agreement on how they'll govern together. We asked our Berlin bureau chief, Guy Jazan, what might change in terms of economic policy. The main difference is that this new government will be a lot more ambitious when it comes to climate targets. Uh, For example, Germany had decided to phase out all its coal power by 2038, but this government wants to do it ideally by 2030. It's also saying it wants to get all uh, petrol and diesel cars off the roads uh, in the 2030s and replace them with electric vehicles. It has extremely ambitious targets for expanding renewables. In terms of broader economic policy, you won't see any enormous changes. I mean, for example, the SPD and their partner, the Greens, did want to increase taxes on higher earners. Uh, They wanted to introduce all kinds of new taxes But they were blocked from doing that by the third partner in the coalition, the FDP. That's a sort of liberal party, which is quite hawkish in terms of fiscal policy. And they basically said that they would not enter any government that was going to raise taxes. So some of the ambitions of the more left-wing parties to change and reform Germany's tax system basically came to naught. That's the FT's Berlin bureau chief, Guy Gizan. A group of Rohingya refugees from Myanmar filed a lawsuit against Facebook yesterday in U.S. court. They're accusing the social media company of failing to act against anti-Rohingya hate speech on Facebook that ended up fueling real violence in the region. This lawsuit comes as Facebook is already facing a torrent of criticism about the harm its sites may be causing, ranging from violence to teen anxiety. Revelations by whistleblower Francis Haugen showed how much Facebook knows about these harms, and academics are trying to find out more. But our European technology correspondent, Madomita Mergia, has found that researchers are struggling to access the data they need. She joins me now to talk more. Hi, Madu. Hi. Hi there. So, Madu, how did you come across this story? Yeah, so um, 
I had been reporting around, you know, Francis Haugen's revelations. And in the course of that, had spoken to a few different researchers, both academic, which means, you know, sort of university affiliated, as well as researchers who are part of civil society groups, um, you know, people, advocacy groups like Algorithm Watch or Global Witness. Um, and in a lot of cases, the things that came up again and again was these independent researchers felt that independent and, you know, civil society affiliated researchers felt that they just didn't have the access and the transparency to be able to conduct any real research and to gain any deep understanding of actually what was going on on the Facebook platform. And so what it meant was that everybody was sort of beholden to Facebook to A, do the research and then B, to communicate externally what that research had found. And as one academic said to me, Emma Bryant, she said, you know, the most shocking thing that came out of Francis Haugen's revelations were how much Facebook is able to hide. And, you know, this brings up a question of whether researchers or academics actually have a right to this data. You know, Facebook is a private company. Do they have to release this? What's the relationship they have with researchers? Yeah, um, you know, you're right. It's complicated. It is a private platform and th th there is no current regulation that would require them to do this. Um, but it really comes down to social responsibility. And I think for a long time now, since since the 2016 election, um, since the revelations from Cambridge Analytica, which was you know, this um, controversy where a political consultancy was able to access the Facebook data of millions of users. These controversies have shown that there are harms being facilitated, if not sort of perpetrated by how content moves around on Facebook's platforms. And because it's such a huge scale at which this happens, you know, billions of people are touched by these algorithms, billions of people are using Facebook and Instagram, it becomes a matter of public health, really. And this becomes a question that sociologists, psychologists, political scientists, all types of researchers want to answer these questions and understand more. Now, has Facebook acknowledged the problem and has it responded to the complaints by researchers? Yeah, so I think Facebook, having spoken to them, do accept that they need to have academic research being done in the space of misinformation, for example, political manipulation. They fund research in these areas. They haven't been sort of resisting it openly. And so, yes, they, they do provide certain levels of access. Um, they have an API that they've just released, which means it's a way for researchers to plug in and access certain types of data. Um, so they have been trying to do this, but the allegations really have been they still control a lot of the process and make it really difficult for, for academics to answer the questions they want. So it's just basically them deciding what data to provide and them deciding what questions can be answered. Um, so rather than it being kind of a free flow exchange of ideas, academics feel restricted. Now, to be clear, Madhu, right now there's there's really nothing anyone can do to force Facebook to, to hand over data, right? No, unless the, the there's a mandated access. And if that access is not given, there's some sort of consequence, then really nothing will change. But I think it's much clearer to everybody now that there is a need for independent research. Um, it, you know, that th there is regulation now being written both in Europe and being proposed in the US as well to mandate access to researchers. Madhumita Mergia is the FT's European technology correspondent. Thanks, Madhu. Thank you. 
And before we go, the former head of Nissan has turned into a bit of a backseat driver. Carlos Ghosn was once one of the most famous CEOs in Japan after he revived the ailing car company. But his fame eventually crumbled and he ended up escaping Japan in late 2019 in a musical equipment box, fleeing charges of financial misconduct. Now he lives in exile in Lebanon and he issues tirades over Zoom against Nissan's management. In a recent one, he called the company's multi-billion dollar plan to take on Tesla with electric vehicles visionless. But investors may agree. Shares have fallen more than 7% since Nissan announced the plan last week. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.